0: Hello and welcome to episode 45 of our SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is June 10th and together with Robert and Goran, we're here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello. So in the past, we've already talked about the Azure Monitor for SAP several times. And today we have Ross joining us to take a closer look at the cluster monitoring and and, and what you can do with Azure Monitor. But before we go there, let's quickly take a look at some of the news from this week. So let me share my screen. What I actually want to start with is Sapphire. Um, So obviously, um, Sapphire is is happening right now. And there were quite a few very interesting sessions. And um, this week, um, uh, Thomas Saueressig had also his um, session. Talking about yeah resilient and sustainable supply chains and stuff like that. And one of the highlights from an SAP at Microsoft perspective obviously was that um, Scott Guthrie also joined um, Thomas um, in in his keynote, and he was talking about um, yeah how SAP and Microsoft how we are working with digital supply chain and also obviously talking again about our um, partnership that uh, that is um, still going very strong how we are working on different areas i mean thomas had talked about um um how sap is using hololenses and and other scenarios so it's so it's a very um interesting um keynote i would say and it's definitely worth watching um the the inter- inter- interaction between um thomas and, uh, and, and and scott during this 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 keynote um maybe on a on a related um Topic. Um, obviously, there were lots of sessions, and I have not watched all of them, but but some of them. Um, and one that was quite interesting is uh, the one from Matt Ordish, who talked about um, yeah why customers prefer Microsoft Azure to unlock insights um, from their SAP data. It's a quick condensed um, session that uh, where Matt basically outlines the whole story of where customers can start by. Um, discovering the system or evaluating the systems, and migrating, running, and then innovating with the system. So it's a yeah, a fifteen-minute session, um, and I think it's it's definitely worth um, uh, worth watching. And um, another thing that covers um, Sapphire, and I have to admit I have not yet um, listened to it, but um, in in an old ongoing tradition, um, um, Martin uh, Fischer from Bridging IT and and Holger Müller had their um, usual um, session about uh, the, or from the Coffee coffee Corner radio. And um, typically it's, or in the past, it was always very interesting to listen to Holger and to Martin um, discussing, yeah, the the Sapphire or the the quarterly numbers. So um, again, I've not yet um, listened to it, but I'm pretty sure that these, Thirty-eight minutes are also um, very worth to 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 listen to. Um, the next thing um, is that SAP has released um, their developer insight survey or the results from the survey. You you might remember we also talked about this. Um, that like every year SAP is is asking the community to provide feedback and um, they they have now released the results. There is. Um, a document um, a report that you can take a look at that really outlines all the um the answers that did results um that were uh, provided by um the yeah the developer by the community um here they had 2600 um results which i think is is, is fairly good and yeah they uh, yeah share some some interesting insights obviously here they, they're starting with um the whole COVID situation how the work changed how really in the past um uh, before um d- d- um COVID impacted us um uh, yeah a lot of participants obviously did not work from home then um the the, the whole development changed to to working from home so so there, there are some some insights like this but then it's also getting really obviously um sap specific so um are we talking about back-end developer full full stack developer front-end developers and there are some I think some interesting insights there that are also quite relevant for, for us. I mean, obviously, I've been talking about the whole power platform, how to use um how to enable um front-end developer or business users, citizens users, um, to to also work with SAP. And I think that fits very well also here in this um developer story. Um, or there there are some other um interesting insights on cloud development and yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting survey. And, um, so I think it's also definitely worth um to to take a quick look at that. Um, ah, here we go. Then um, there was uh, a repeat or um, the second round of a joint hackathon between SAP and Microsoft in, in Australia. I think we talked about this um, a few months ago. Um, where we uh, talked about uh, the teams in Australia from SAP and Microsoft and um, came together and they invited partners to develop um, um, yeah, scenarios or to hack some some scenarios. And now there, there was this second round. Um, again, you, you, if you go to, to LinkedIn, you can already see um, some of the uh, results from the winners. So DXC technologies, um, then... Uh, let me see what were were the other ones uh no now i don't, i don't see it again but but they they really came up with some some really um nice solutions again and i i only have seen a, a few of them already talking about them or or showcasing their scenarios i i'm sure that murali and um the team that they will publish some additional insights there but it, it's it's just nice to see that if you are using SAP and Microsoft technologies, um, what can you do? Um, uh, what, what results you can get by by just using these two technologies. So I think that's it's it's definitely a beautiful concept, and I, I hope it will be repeated um, many more times to really engage our partners and 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 show what's actually possible there. And um, the next thing. Um, there is a is a nice um, blog post by Talal on why customers, including SAP, choose Azure for their SAP solution. I think um, uh, this this blog post really takes a broad look at some of the customers um, that are using SAP on Azure, that are running SAP on Azure, that are innovating um, on uh, yeah uh, by, by by leveraging Azure services by leveraging. Um, SAP services and really um, combining them, and I think Talal um, picked um, customers across different regions, across different industries, and um, tells their story why um, they uh, choose SAP on um, on on Azure. So uh, there's yeah lots of information here why customers broadly favor Azure. Um, I mean there, there are some some surveys there and stuff like that that it really highlight the yeah, that, that Azure is a is a very important workload now for for customers running SAP. So it's a it's a it's a nice read with with lots of links with lots of videos behind these links that um, uh, show this this story of of these customers running SAP on Azure. So if you have some time, I you you can see there's there's lots of content there. Um, take a look, um, watch some of these videos, read some of the use cases. I think it's definitely um, worth it. Now the next thing that's worth watching, and um, obviously build is over, um, but there's a really nice um summary video um on on what actually happened during build. Um there's um the, the keynote from Satya obviously, but but really also other impressions um that happened. Um obviously also highlighting the developer keynote from Scott Hanselman and and um and colleagues there. So I think um if you did not yet have time to watch um um the um some of the sessions on builds then at least start with this um, summary and then maybe you find some some other shows that are um, interesting for you and speaking of events um the next event is is coming up that's inspire so microsoft inspires will start on july 14th and 15th um as always there, there will be some really interesting sessions Um, yeah the 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 usual suspects obviously Satya doing the the keynote and then lots of other um, uh, yeah keynote like sessions but then there will be again a lot of um, very uh, more detailed and 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 um, more technical sessions there as well Um, content is again free so you can just register and uh, watch some additional uh, yeah sessions there then one last thing that I stumbled across um, upon um, is this what the heck. And that's actually something really cool. And I, I have to admit, I, I wasn't aware of this, but this is a, um, a collections of hackathons. And um, there are like yeah, almost 50 um, hackathons in, in the meantime available. And the beautiful thing here is that these are really um, hackathons that you can use to make a hackathon with um with colleagues or whatever and um, so there are a lot of different topics um there are also there is also a hackathon on sap on azure and the the beautiful thing there is that um there are instructions for uh, for for the teacher basically or for the trainer and then there there um is is content available for the students and um the, the, here it's it's um it's um separated in in different challenges and all the content is there um it's it's really and um, um, it, it it looks like really a very comprehensive way to um, learn new things. So if you are interested in in SAP on Azure, then um, maybe this hack is is interesting. But but there are, again, lots of other topics um, that you might be interested. So if you want to get an introduction to Kubernetes, then um, there's uh, here again these these different challenges that guide you through um, uh, the different steps on how to get started with with Kubernetes and and so on. So I think. Um I just by chance I, I, I found this, this link and I thought um this is also something that can be quite interesting. So with this um that, that was basically some of the news um that, that we found um this week. With this, I would actually like to um hand over to our, our guest today. So so Ross um had published um this blog post on Azure monitoring. And he volunteered to to join um the podcast today. So um with this Ross, maybe um maybe you can quickly introduce yourself and then I'm really looking forward to the the demo that you have prepared.
1: Okay, okay. awesome. Well, um I'm Ross Sponholz. I am with the, and I'm getting a little echo. Are
0: you are you hearing No this? for me it's fine actually. Mm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um Ross Spohnholz. I'm with the uh, Azure um Uh, It's called Azure Global Customer um, uh, Engineering. So what we do is we work with customers uh, for their SAP deployments and uh, for a couple of reasons. One, to help make them successful, bring the knowledge that we have of of those uh, implementations, and also to find out what... Uh, doesn't work well with customer situations, what they need from Azure that we don't already have so that we can feed that back into the engineering process. Um, So so we also help out with um, uh, what we call intellectual property IPs uh, such as blog posts. Uh, We do some amount of uh, uh, code development as well. So uh, some of my colleagues have done things uh, such as automation of SAP on Azure, um, being able to get more information from Azure, do quality checks on your uh, SAP on Azure environment, those kinds of things. But uh, today, what we're talking about is the the um, Azure Monitor for SAP solutions. And I think you showed the URL there for just a second. Why don't I uh, show my screen? I have a demo, a bit of a demo prepared. Uh, or planned, I should say. <laughs> okay, so uh, so first, what I wanted to do is show the the web page where we um, talked about the whole process. So this is a pretty good documentation on how to set up Azure Monitor for SAP with the HA provider. Okay, and uh, so I, I guess what I should do is give a little background, uh, really quick, about what ams is azure monitor for sap and what the ha provider is and then what we'll do is go set up a new ams uh, installation create a couple of providers and then look at the data that we get sounds good perfect yeah okay so uh and and you might want to capture this url uh or or search on the microsoft tech community for azure monitor for sap solutions but well so starting off what is what is azure monitor for sap well uh, i'll click over here uh, azure has a great amount of metrics and monitoring of of virtual machines from a technical perspective so i was just uh taking a look at my hana instance and i bet we could guess anybody who knows hana could guess what these peaks are every 15 minutes and in, in my virtual machine uh yeah, Holger, any guesses?
0: <laughs> You're putting me here on the spot. Um... Yeah,
1: no. Every 15 minutes, I'll, all right, I'll give you the answer. It's a save point. Uh, so every 15 minutes, my uh, my HANA instance is uh, doing a save point and um, and saving all the data that I have in my database out to the disk. But but so this is really awesome. You can see the overall. Uh, activity. Um, You can see things like CPU usage and that kind of thing, but it's not SAP specific in any way. So so what we. Uh, what what customers asked us for is how do we see more information specific to my SAP deployment? So we created this thing called Azure Monitor for SAP and uh, what it does is it can collect more information on the insides of sap for example the uh, central services um, tell you about transaction rates and things like that Um, it can also collect internal information about hana so you can see queries and memory usage and a lot of the things that you might see in in hana studio um and uh, And then, also, the part that I'm uh, really familiar with and working with is the uh, cluster monitoring. So what this will do is uh, you know most of our customers will be implementing HANA, for example, as a cluster of two instances so that we have high availability failover uh, so that if there's a problem on one machine, we can fail over to the other. Really maintain high availability. So, uh, so what this, um, what we call a provider, does is um, give you more information about the status of your cluster. So, why don't I do this? Why don't I go ahead and start, uh, start implementing this in my subscription? So, this is my Azure subscription. I I make a lot of use of these dashboards, which are really cool. Um, what I what I generally do with a new project is create a new dashboard and then go to my resources and let me go to my resource group. What you can do is pin your resource to the dashboard so you just see all the things that are most important to you. So so that's really cool. And what I always do is put uh, GMT and. <laughs> I'm in Seattle, so I I put this because I'm constantly having to translate between those. Um, So that's really useful. Anyway, silly little Azure hacks, right? Um, So what I'm going to do here is create a uh, uh, new Azure Monitor for SAP. Azure Monitor for SAP. It's Azure Monitor for Mm -hmm. for SAP solutions. I'll go ahead and create this. And this is my subscription and the resource group. I created that for uh, Microsoft Ready, uh, I think, a year ago. Um, And uh, let's see, Um, I have to come up with a name and a region. Unfortunately, at this point, we've only deployed Azure Monitor for SAP. It's only available in these regions. We'd love some feedback from uh, folks if they'd like to use that in different regions, and it it takes some work for us to support that, so we want to do
0: what's uh, most impactful. But Ross, does does it mean, um, let's say, I have deployed my SAP system in another region. Can I still monitor these um, these SAP system in the other region, or um, does the Azure Monitor really have to be deployed in the region where my my SAP system is also located? Well, that's a complicated,
1: there's a complicated answer to that. Uh, Because um, for the most part, it will work if you can peer networks together. So if I, uh, in fact, in in what I'm gonna show today, I'm using the AMS in West US two, but my, actual instances are in South Central U.S um, however I, I think that's a bit of a hack and um, and so is not supported in all the cases in, in particular um I believe the HANA provider is is not really supporting um, working that way if you have to go through the uh, load balancer it's not going to mm-hmm. be supported OK, so. So yeah, uh, I, I would say your your. Um, your uh, results will vary your mileage will vary, as they say. Um, so what I did is I went through and filled this out. I'm in West US. I have this is my virtual network. And um, I'm going to put it in the uh, West subnet two, one. That, that's mm-hmm. just uh, have to have to set it up on a network now. Uh, these are kind of interesting. I, you can either use an existing log analytics. So log analytics, if, if you think back to my previous tiny little demo about the the machine uh, metrics, all of this data is collected in uh, a time series database called log analytics. Mm-hmm. And so you can either create a new log, log analytics workspace or one that I already have I like using the one I already have yeah. uh, so for a lot of customers they say we have one lot of analytics workspace for everything and put it all in there which is really useful because then you can correlate things um and then finally there's a shared data with Microsoft support now what I would what i generally do as a a user of such things i usually say don't share it but (laughs) it's really useful in in um support cases to share because then um the support engineers can do uh some queries on the data to see um you know if there's anything that's not showing up properly okay so now what i'm gonna do here is we go and add there's this concept of providers (laughs) And so, for each provider type, it, it's a technical kind of a connector or an adapter to uh, uh, an individual kind of technology. So, for example, here, here are all the providers that we have currently. NetWeaver, HANA, SQL Server, uh, the Linux operating system, and then uh, what we're going to mm-hmm. talk about today, the HA cluster. So I'll choose HA cluster, and then we have a few things that we need to fill out. Uh, a name, which is uh, basically, I can make up a name here, demo provider, something like that. Um, the the real important thing is the Prometheus endpoint. Now, I kind of skipped over this part, but the Prometheus endpoint is, uh, well, you have to prepare your monitored instances in the cluster to be able to provide data to AMS. And in SUSE Linux, we use a a connector called Prometheus It's really just a way to uh, offer up monitoring data. In this case, my Prometheus endpoint is HTTP, and let me get my uh 10.0.0.20 uh and then port nine six six four slash metrics. Okay. So uh, this is this is the Prometheus endpoint. And if I go to like a, a browser or a curl or or wget, I can just you know hit that URL and it'll give me a bunch of metrics. That's the metrics that we're consuming um, in AMS, okay? And then I put in my SID, and in, in this case it's H10, <laughs> uh, host name is HANA1 and cluster. This is the cluster name. So when you create a pacemaker cluster, you give it a, a, a name so i I haven't been very creative. I've left it as the default of H a cluster okay Perfect. and and that's basically it that that's the configuration. All right. And then we we basically say review and create and it goes and creates that thing. All right. Now, one thing that happens where this takes a few minutes to create what it does is it its creates a uh, resource group in your subscription that has all of the resources that um, are needed for AMS. So uh, that's actually, uh, I'll do the uh, Julia Child kind of thing, and I've got a uh, SAP monitor that I've already created, and that's here. and, and this is kind of useful. We can go look at the managed resource group. There's a virtual machine in there, a, um, uh, a Key Vault, a few other resources, a storage account that are used for uh, the SAP monitor. Uh, now, let's go look at the actual HA cluster. So I connected my... Um, providers to my cluster. Now, there's one thing that I forgot to to add. If we look at the providers that I have set up, you'll see that I have uh, a central services cluster, I have a HANA cluster, and I have an NFS cluster. And what I do is I create a provider for each of the instances in the cluster. So, that's really important. Um, This is so that if we have failovers or whatnot uh, in the cluster, that will get monitoring data from
0: each of the instances.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. And just just for clarification, I mean now, um, you you have obviously yeah you have one pacemaker cluster, but as what we have seen right now, you have basically two Azure monitoring s- solutions now connecting to two the providers. very same things. Two providers. Two, two providers. providers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I have one cluster uh for hana let's say here it has two nodes hana1 and hana2 and i set up a provider for each one what? of those see, see that um see that url there's yeah, a yeah, little, 20
0: and you know, 21 an yeah IP, okay ip yeah. address
1: so okay. so when we're all done it should take about five to ten minutes for the data collection to start and get put into log analytics and, and then what we will get is these views. Now, let, let's take a look at this really quick. Uh, what we see is a, a little hexagon for each of the clusters that we have. This is old data down here for providers that I deleted. So <laughs> uh, let's take a look. Now, first, what we see is some coloring here. Um, the uh, my my HANA cluster and my NFS cluster are good. My um, my uh, central services cluster though is is red, and the reason it's red right now is because I put it in maintenance mode. So we're not really it's not active as such. It's not taking any action. Now I'll click on my HANA cluster, and this is one thing that I in, in the visualization that that is a little frustrating is that I scroll the size of these things. Ah,
0: you resize (laughs) the page.
1: What I really want to do is scroll the the page. Now, let's look at the features here that we added. So um, if you've uh, managed a HA cluster at all, you probably tested the failover, like manually moving resources from one, uh, one node to the other. Will you use, you can say, um, in in a CRM resource move or resource migrate and then the resource name. What that does is it puts constraints into the cluster that say that that resource either has to be on the, the given node or it can't be on the given node. What we've seen is customers forget those <laughs> and it changes the behavior of the cluster right if you have those rules in place so what this will do is if you create any of those constraints it'll show up here well right now i don't have any oh that's my other deployment let's let's say go away on that all right so so i don't have any of those but this is a great reminder right because if you have any that are listed there, it will change the behavior of the cluster, and you need to be uh, aware of that. All right. So, then here on the left hand side, we see the status of our nodes. And th- both of these views were there and uh, have been there for a while. But what we've added down here is the ability to see the status over time. So, for example, uh, I haven't had any failovers, so this is a little less exciting but <laughs> But what we see is is that over the last uh, we can set the time range over the last forty eight hours that oh, I have too many data points for some reason. Let's say twelve hours. Let's see if that works. All right, there we go. over the last twelve hours, I haven't had any changes in the status of my clusters, so that's really good um. And the and you can say uh, which node. Of course, you can also click on on these things here. But um, but what you want to look at is if if any if you have any problems, you can see when those problems happened and and what that what the nature of that was. And essentially, we have the same thing from a resource status point of view. So what will happen with resources is. Typically, you'll start getting errors uh, or failures in the resource. And then at some point, the cluster will say we've had enough of this. We're going to move it to a, a a node that's having a better time of it. So for example, here I'm looking at my well, let's choose a different one. Let's choose the HANA database itself. Okay, And so I'm not getting any errors. But if I were, we might get to a point where the cluster says move it to the other node. Mm-hmm. So, so that's really useful. Now, um, you're probably thinking, okay, that's all great, but I don't want to sit here and watch these charts, right? Um, so, what we're doing in the next uh, in the next couple of months, we're going to release being able to set alerts. So, you'll be able to set alerts, for example, for when. Uh, um, the cluster failed over the HANA from one node to another, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing we wanna <laughs> uh, be notified of is if there is a, a failover or if there is a node failure. If a node fails, then we probably wanna new, know that and do something about it. So that that's going to make use of the, um, the the notification framework that's available in Azure which is which is quite nice because you can uh set like kind of like distribution groups of people who are notified and they can choose how they're notified via via text message or or email those kinds of things or you can actually automate the whole process, you know, send it to uh, Azure DevOps or something like that. Now, one other thing that we're, we're developing, this is in progress, is right now this is only supported on SUSE Linux, but we're developing support for Red Hat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so that should be also released in the next couple of months. Cool. All right okay. so that's really what i had any any questions or anything that that i forgot to mention
0: No i think that's that, that's great and and for me the um the 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 beautiful thing there is i mean when when i set up my first pacemaker cluster it was extremely complicated and you you made a mistake there you made a mistake here and then it was a lot of troubleshooting and ah it was a mess and i think in the meantime we have a lot of fantastic scripts that actually automate the whole cluster setup. So um, uh, you, you can run a Terraform Ansible script and then you have your cluster running, but then it's, it's a black box for you. And exactly. I think that's exactly where the Azure Monitor, and especially now this HA cluster monitoring comes in where I can now use this tool to actually help me monitor and see what's actually going on. So that this black box that was automatically set up for me, which is great, but I, I now have at least a little more insights in 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 what is actually happening there. and um I yeah, I think this this is really nice to to give me a little more transparency of actually what's what's going on. and I mean, unfortunately, your cluster is working, so it would have been nice to see some 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 error messages there from time to time. but um oh, yeah, it's 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 great to have this information now in Azure and to be able to react um. To to some of the things that might happen there,
1: yeah, I think here uh, this is a little um, perfect. But what would be nice, uh, so one thing to be aware of, I would say, is that if, for example, a node fails, if if we have something that just goes offline for whatever reason, then it does take, I would say, a minimum of two minutes to mm-hmm. have that data be reflected in here. So um you know it depends on what kind of behavior you want to have if you want you know an administrator to go do something immediately i wouldn't necessarily recommend that uh that probably should be on an alert (laughs) basis but but if we do look at one that's having problems like that my uh my central services well it's a little bit um uh not exciting because I just put it into maintenance mode um, and and so my second instance it's saying it's unclean um, from a from a cluster perspective it's still running on on the first instance though I can tell that um, and uh so i I think that um, what what would be a great demo it might take some time is for us to go like kill one of the instances and see how it's reflected in the, the AMS uh, visualization.
0: Maybe we can do this next time and then we can trigger an alert or something and then hopefully see this information that would be well nice. you
1: know what as a as an idea for a future podcast I think it would be really nice. I I've just had so many conversations with customers who've asked you know, what should I expect? The documentation is really good, but it, it, there's just no way it can go into uh, as much detail as I would really like to see. Mm-hmm. So we could do a lot on a video where we just show the actual experience.
0: So you just signed yourself up for, for another episode? <laughs> for... <laughs> oh, great. Bar work. <laughs> that sounds fun. No cool, let's let's do this. Let's target really this. I, I think that would be very helpful. Because I, I think with this whole Azure monitoring solution for SAP right now, we see a lot of interest with customers. Um and, and just last week we I mean um we had colleagues from Microsoft Digital, um Santosh and um ah and his colleague Sorry about that, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm joining um, the call. And they, they were also really talking about how they monitor actually um, the SAP system. And they, they were not yet using Azure Monitor, but um, they, they also told a very interesting story how by by not only monitoring the CPU usage or something like that, but really being able to look inside the SAP system, um, that you can do a lot of fantastic things there. So. I, I I definitely see a lot of interest right now from from customers on Azure monitoring, and um, as you said, once we have this information then available in Log Analytics, then we can trigger a lot of exciting things and and uh, start a lot of really interesting uh, processes from there.
1: Well, and and actually, I can show this really quick. This is quite simple. If if we go over, and I I don't know if you noticed what I was clicking through. I was looking at my the overview of my Azure monitor for SAP and over here I have there's the managed resource group again but here's the link to the log analytics workspace. Mm-hmm. And over here where this all this is showing up for me is here in this table. Now, what's really cool I think is th- this is just very open. All of the development of this is being done on GitHub. Um, you can go look at what the collector VM is doing. You can look at um, mm-hmm. what the what the visualization workbooks are doing, but but that and you can also see what the underlying data is. So here I'm just querying on the actual data that the visualization is looking at. So so what you can do is correlate things that are happening, right? Mm-hmm. So you can correlate this with for example, um, if I have insights on my actual VMs, I can I can do queries. So, um, what what ends up happening, <laughs> what's happened with me at least, is I've gotten pretty good at writing custo queries. I would suggest that if you if you're diving into this, to uh, take a look at what um, what Kusto query language looks like, mm-hmm. because because everything that we're doing. And I'm just gonna say, uh, forget my edits. Everything that we're doing here, that like the status of everything, all of the data that's returned, this is all driven by Custo query language queries. I and have you to can I, actually look at those things.
0: I, I always need to Google. I if I create a Custo query, I, I know the basics. I of, actually use uh, uh, Bing actually, but. <laughs> Okay, I Bing, of course. yeah, you're right. <laughs> you Google on Bing. Huh? <laughs> there you go. but but,
1: but, yeah, um so uh, and, and you can actually there's an edit button. you can go and look at these. and if you want to okay. customize it, you can do that. Cool.
0: So w- one question, I mean, uh, when you install this uh, Azure monitor for SAP solutions, you somehow you need to specify the the dedicated net, v- vnet or subnet, yeah. So you are somehow connected to one vnet. So if you have your uh, systems cross different vnets, you need to deploy different uh, Azure monitor for all those networks, correct?
1: Yeah, that's really true. So okay. so let's take a look at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't know how much time we have left, but I I uh, mm-hmm. I love this stuff. Um so what we do if we take a look at the managed resource group this is the automatically deployed resources that um really support the azure monitor for sap so we have a uh a key vault uh, uh managed identity uh and a virtual machine so this virtual machine here is the one that's actually like for hana it's reaching out for, for to Hana, for tahana doing doing those monitoring queries and putting the data up into log analytics. Okay. So so that has to be able to access the the VMs. And you're exactly right, is that if you if you have multiple VNets, like a lot of customers have a production VNet versus a uh, pre-prod or QA, let's say, um, you, you would have to have multiple instances of this. The, the cost is pretty low though, it's really, um, the the cost is really for the Azure resources that are used. There's not any additional cost for Azure Monitor for SAP.
0: still still they're all if they're all writing to same log analytic workspace, I can still do my custom uh, query complex query cross landscapes and have a very nice reporting correct? Exactly, exactly.
1: So uh, and in fact, um you know, since these resources are here, now, um, you you can uh, th- this is in your subscription, of course, so you can uh, log into that machine. Um, we don't really recommend doing a lot of messing around or having other workloads running running on that, but um but but there you can do things like operating system updates and things like that. Perfect
0: yeah. Great, Ross, I right. think. That was a, a very nice uh, overview of the HA cluster functionalities of the Azure Monitor for SAP solutions. Thank you for that. And you already volunteered or you already signed up for, for a follow-up um, uh, where we'll take a closer look and um, uh, do some some tests of how, how this works. And maybe we can shut down a cluster. So we'll, we'll find some some cool scenarios that you can guide us through
1: that sounds wonderful yeah thank you great.
0: cool good with this um yeah thank you very much again ross um it was great to have you and i'm looking forward to uh having you again on the show um with this thank you very much everyone for joining and talk to you next week again thank you Bye 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 bye